and you have to work on pitching yourself and bragging about your work uh, to advance it. It's it's necessary. It's not a matter of you know great work falling in the woods and doesn't does it make a sound because it doesn't. And people don't know what you've done until until you communicate it. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. If you're new to the show, I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer and chick behind Big Kid Problems, which is a popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast. Welcome. All right. Every so often on this show, I pick a topic a little selfishly, and today is one of those episodes. I don't know about you guys, but I am so bad at self-promotion. I mean, I hate it. It makes me so uncomfortable. I just don't like the feeling of bragging. But it is actually a huge skill that, if done correctly, can really open up opportunities. Being able to confidently speak about yourself and your accomplishments is a freaking superpower. And it doesn't always come naturally. So whether you're going out for a new job or a promotion, networking with strangers, trying to build a personal brand, or hey, even just explaining what you do for work to your family, I figured we could all use some help in this department. That's why I had to bring on our guest this week, Meredith Feynman. Meredith is the founder and CEO of FinePoint, a leadership and professional development company who trains CEOs, universities, and groups on the power of self-promotion. She's also the author of the book, Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. So needless to say, she knows a thing or two about this subject. Today, she is going to teach us how to brag better, how to efficiently and effectively communicate our work, gain more visibility for ourselves and our accomplishments, stand out from the crowd, make a better digital impression so opportunities can find you, and much more. This is such a great episode. So without further ado, get comfy and we will be right back. Guys, before we get started, if you're looking for a little side hustle in 2021, a way to earn a little extra income from the comfort of your home, and hey, if you happen to like wine, well, I have the perfect gig for you. 
Let's talk One Hope Wine. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I love One Hope. They have delicious, award-winning wines that give back to different causes around the world. And if I'm going to buy a bottle of wine, like I like to know that my dollar is giving back, you know? But did you know that you can actually make money by becoming a cause entrepreneur with One Hope? When you sign up, you can hold wine tastings, make money, and fundraise for nonprofits all at the same time. How it works is you get a personal website with One Hope. You send your link out to friends, family, colleagues, whoever. And when they purchase wine through you, not only does every bottle give back to a meaningful cause, but you'll also get up to 25% commission on any purchases they make. Also, anytime they make any One Hope purchase in the future, like those sales are credited to you as well. I know. It's amazing. Like there are months that go by where I've done literally nothing and I'm just getting commission checks in the mail because my friend restocked on wine. And that's the thing. Like I know my friends are buying wine anyway. So it's just easy for them to purchase directly through me, have wine shipped directly to their door, and they can feel good knowing that their wine consumption is actually doing something good in the world. If you're interested in learning more and becoming a cause entrepreneur with One Hope, just go to onehopewine.com slash BKP and click join to get started. Starter kits begin at just $29 and come with everything you need to launch a successful wine business at home on your time. When you really get going, there's also amazing perks like bonuses, incentives, trips, rewards, and, and just an awesome sense of community. Like I've met some really good friends through One Hope. It's a lot of fun. And what can I say? I like the extra income. Again, that's onehopewine.com slash BKP and click join to get started today. All right, guys, welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I'm joined now with Brag Betters, Meredith Feynman. Welcome to the show. Hi, excited to be here. Oh my gosh, so excited to have you. When I first saw the title of your book, brag better. I didn't even ask questions. I was like, I have to get this girl on the show because I struggle with this. I'm so bad about talking about myself or like kind of advertising or advocating for myself in general. And I feel like I'm not alone in this. Is this something that you... You're so not alone that it's what I do for a living. So I speak and train on self-promotion and bragging. I have a book, Brag Better, which came out in June 2020 with Penguin Random House on bragging and why that matters. And I have tons of individual clients that I help specifically with their cases in and around self-promotion and visibility. So yeah, I mean, it's so universal that that's why I literally wrote the book on it. You shouldn't know how to do these things. And that's a total misnomer. It's a learned skill set that I teach. I love that. And I was kind of going to ask you that to kind of start things off is really, you know, give for anybody who doesn't know you, maybe give us a little bit of background on yourself and then like what made you want to write this book? And like, why do you think it's important that we know how to brag about ourselves? Yeah. So I am the founder of a consultancy called Fine Point, which I started 10 years ago. Um, I am from Washington, D.C., have been in New York and L.A. um, And I started this consultancy. I'm a freelance writer of about 16 years at this point. And this consultancy was more public relations driven, which Brag Better is a lot about being your own PR person, understanding the habits of publicists is super valuable to the individual career. But I didn't arrive at that conclusion for a little while. I did lots of, you know, public relations campaigns in technology, consumer lifestyle business. I freelance write about 
business, entrepreneurship, women's issues, some humor stuff. Uh, and then I do a lot in sustainable fashion by way of secondhand resale and vintage. I had a popular podcast called It Never Gets Old, which is on hold because the Brag Better podcast is coming. But yes, so I was running Finepoint as a more traditional PR firm. I was getting kind of bored um, and I knew that it wasn't helping people and that I in a in a broader way. Yeah, I was helping people with their companies and announcements and whatnot. I also have simultaneously done events and event series and speaking and television and writing and sort of built my own personal brand, which interested a lot of people. And so I kind of became the de facto go-to for individual representation, CEOs, founders, or just anyone looking to work on their PR, which really morphed into my realizing that nobody knew how to talk about themselves and share their work and that we had this really intense inverse relationship between volume and merit, which we reward the wrong voices. We reward the loudest voices. My audience is called the qualified quiet, people that have done the work but don't know how to talk about it. So that's irrespective of gender and level of seniority. Um, But I was particularly watching the trajectory of nobody knowing how to talk about themselves and their work for women. And it was the same conversation that I was having with young women that want to intern for me as I was with very senior contacts of mine that were on corporate boards. And so it wasn't changing when you achieved quote unquote success. And it was still a major pain point for everyone. And so I shifted the company to really focus on that issue you know, representing people, figuring out how to be visible, whether that's within a company, whether that's very externally um, at a very high level with, you know, shareholders or for fundraising or traditional PR means. And, and then I developed this whole idea of bragging better, a book I started outlining in 2013. Uh, and that's sort of some of the path. But yes, I spend a lot of time now also speaking and training and talking about this at all levels. Uh, not only at the leadership level. Yeah. I mean, that actually does make me feel a little bit better that it's not just... It's not just me or it's not just like maybe the listener listening to this. This is a, a something that a lot of people struggle with. Like, that's so crazy to me that, that you're right. Like, as somebody who's at an intern level versus like somebody at a very high executive level still has trouble, um, you know, bragging about themselves or well, articulating their accomplishments. It's not really something that we learn how to do. And it can feel really, really awkward. Yeah. I mean, you you shouldn't know how to do these things. They come naturally to like three people. It's a learned skill set that I have taught to thousands at this point, arguably myself, my, you know, in certain ways in my life. And it's something you refine throughout your entire career. So you can start at any point, but it's a skill set. And it is, you know, my philosophies are based in communications and public relations, the control of the narrative of your work. But also as a writer, we don't have a vocabulary to talk positively about professional accomplishment. And and I had to use the word brag. A lot of people told me not to use it. There was no better alternative. And, and so you don't have the words to do this, which is part of what brag better is. You don't have a lot of good role models. And, and then you see the discrepancies in who we reward. We all know someone who has done less than we have in our industries and gets the attention and the support. And as much as I would like to say that you know, we can make way for the qualified quiet once those loud people stop talking. That's not the case. Um, and and you have to work on pitching yourself and bragging about your work 
uh, to advance it. It's it's necessary. It's not a matter of you know great work falling in the woods and doesn't does it make a sound because um, it doesn't. And people don't know what you've done until until you communicate it. So at its core, it's a communications book wrapped up also in lots of issues of confidence and imposter syndrome and um, the way we think about and communicate our work. Do you think that this is like a primarily female issue? Like, do you think that is there like a reason why so many of us are so bad at this? Yeah. So I was very clear that the qualified quiet, as I said, is irrespective of gender. There are men that need this. You know, bragging better is, is super intertwined with privilege and being heard, being someone we listen to. That's, you know, been the default, quote unquote, white men. And I did 20 interviews for the book with a range of, you know, ability, race, level of seniority, you know, industry, just all, all, you know, gender identity and expression with visible people who have talked about not being a white man, getting to that, you know, recognizable level and what that looks like. Yet for women, especially it's, you know, positive attributes are associated with passive behaviors. There's lots of conversations around, you know, masculine and feminine traits, how much of those are ingrained, whereas most of them are just constructs and patriarchy, which is a long way of saying that we teach women to be silent. And that can be exacerbated in Southern cultures. It can be exacerbated in other countries. It can be, um, it all depends on the stories you were told about your voice as a woman growing up. And historically, positive attributes for women were associated with passive behaviors specifically around voice. So she was demure, she was coy, she was shy. That was seen as very, very sexy and alluring. And that actually meant that a woman was silent, totally silent. So so that certainly will add to it. And you're judged on metrics that men are not. You know, your hair color, how old you are, how young you are, how hot you are, how ugly you are, you know, like all these varying bullshit things. And then also you see what happens to women who choose to be quote unquote in public. When I'm talking to my audiences, in public, quote unquote, can mean that you raise your hand in a meeting, or it can mean that you're giving a keynote. Like it, it's visibility. It's about getting what you want out of your career, and that can be at any stage. But it can be very ugly to be a woman in public. You know, some of that quite literally dangerous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it makes you know that all of those reasons together, uh, coupled with then the things I'm just talking about, us rewarding the wrong voices and not having the words make it incredibly, incredibly difficult. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And there's so much to unpack there. When we talk about, you know, not I, I like knowing that it's not just females, like males also experience this problem. Um, but I have, I mean, I feel like I just, it's like a conversation I've had with my girlfriends before and just we're all, and especially like me, myself, I feel like I'm just so self-deprecating. Like we've just kind of been trained to like not brag or not boast. Like it's it's just easier and more digestible, I think sometimes as a female to to be harder on ourselves and make ourselves like dim our shine a little bit around people to just be more relatable and um, more likable. Yeah, a couple things. So... I define brag as stating true facts about your work strategically and cohesively to advance your career. Um, Bragging is simply stating facts. It is accurate reporting of your work. It is communicating your work so you can do your job well and so other people can do their jobs well too. It's not only just to reward you. I mean, communicating your work and what you excel at is actually pretty necessary to your actual job function and part of your job and part of the reason why you were hired. But 
I mean, that's how I define brag. That's how brag is. It's stating facts. I use this word because it's one of the only ones we have. I talk a lot about the intersection or difference between self-deprecation, which is sort of using humor to poke fun at yourself, but also make people feel close to you. And then just verbal undercutting. And, you know, the former can be fun and make people feel close to you. But the latter, whether it's, you know, I hate to brag butt or self-promotion alert or brag time or like, ugh, I hate sharing things. Like that sort of stuff actually just not only doesn't reinforce your goals, like I'll give you an example, but it doesn't reinforce your goals, but it actually sets you back. So if you were to say, like when this podcast gets posted, like, oh, I hate promoting myself and my work, but I like this interview that I did, like click on it or don't. So the person who sees that, let's say you post it on your big ass Instagram, is like, I don't know what to do with this. That anxiety translates to your reader. So let's say it's like a swipe up. It's like, well, I don't, I can tell she's very uncomfortable. So I'm just gonna, I don't want to absorb that discomfort, which I now feel. So I'm gonna shut it down and ignore it. Mm. If you say something like, there are varying self-deprecating ways to do it, but it can, it can, you can be funny. You just have to be careful. And it can be like bragging sucks, but it's necessary. And I learned all about it. And I'm really proud of this. Like, please take a listen. In that case, you have such a large audience. Let's say there's someone who would be an amazing podcast guest who has work similar to mine or has a book they want to promote along the lines of what I'm doing. And then they know to reach out to you and you end up interviewing them. And then that goes viral. And then a brand wants to work with you. It's about rolling. Like PR is about momentum, voice and visibility and a message about momentum. And you want to push that forward. Um, And so that's where you have to be careful. Mm. Very true. Okay. So for anybody who is obviously tuning into this interview and is like, resonating with this, you know, maybe they aren't super comfortable um, and they're interested in learning how to brag better about themselves. Um, Where do you suggest to start? You can start anywhere. This is scary. Maybe it's just you acknowledge to yourself that you did a good job on something or you call your friend and say like, hey, I'm really proud of this piece of artwork I made. I want to share it with you. It can be as simple as your email signature making sure there's links to information about you, which again is stating facts that you need to communicate. And maybe it is opening a Google doc or a Word document or a phone note or even like a piece of paper and taking 10 minutes every two weeks to write down the wins you had. Uh, Kimberly Drew, who's an amazing now author and cultural commentator, digital strategist, art person, fashion person, talks about having something called soft goals. Um, where she is proud of herself for doing even the smallest things. We all have like big things we want to achieve. But I mean, starting truly anywhere and seeing these as opportunities and doing something that might scare you, maybe it's raising your hand in a meeting or raising your hand on a Zoom in this case and contributing, you know, just making sure you do it. Bragging better is a team sport. It's really, really important and actually part of your job as like a good person to be sure to highlight the voices of other people, you know, people in less privileged situations than you pass the mic, sometimes not bragging at all, but you can bring other people into this. So maybe it means saying to a coworker, I want to say this thing in a meeting. Can you kind of tee it up for me? And then like, say you really liked it so that I feel okay. This is not something to be done alone by any means. 
I, I I like that. I feel like um I've been in so- social situations. It's funny, you know, like when you're out in a social situation, maybe with like somebody you know, but you don't know the majority of other people in the crowd. I feel like my friends have introduced me so much better than I introduced myself. You know, like I, I and I do think there is an art to that. Like maybe that's a good place to start is like, what would you say about your friend if you were introducing them? Like, what are some of the qualities that you would highlight for them? And then maybe thinking, okay, well, like, what would I want somebody to introduce me as? Just to even kind of get your head around, like, you know, what you, what your like main um, things are that you would you want people to know about you. Yeah, and you can even ask your friend, say, how would you introduce me at a party? I'm having, you know, you can always blame it on me. Like, I read that, you know, I heard about this book, Brag Better, and she said to you know, ask a friend how you would introduce me in a networking scenario. Um, That's also really important litmus test. I tell people also something you can do is to ask like a friend, a family member, a coworker, a loose tie, and someone you only know through social media to describe to you what you do. Um, you know, your your my parents fa- have no idea. <laughs> but that's really important. If five people, if those five people who look at you from all different angles don't know what you do, then you have a problem communicating your work. If it's that, you know, there's this barrier, and, and also, you know, you want to figure out where are the inconsistencies and where are people having trouble talking about what I'm doing? And is it because I'm not communicating that effectively? Is it because I don't have an updated bio? Is it because I am, you know, not reintroducing myself often on social media. Is it because I don't have a personal website? I mean, one thing you can do regardless is just buy the domain of your name, please, for the love of God. And you can do that on Google Domains or Domainer or GoDaddy. It's like 10 bucks a year. It's really important to do. I mean, I'm very pro-personal website. You might not be there yet, but you want to have it. You want to own that real estate. It's really scary when you don't, especially if you have a more common name. You never know what could happen with someone with a similar name. Um, you need to. You need to just claim it. Mm. And you like when you. I actually I bought a domain for myself a couple of years ago for this exact reason. Um, and I feel like I don't know. I, I after a couple of years, I'm like this site isn't getting traction. Like I feel like this is kind of a waste of money. Like spending money not not necessarily for the domain. Domains are cheap, but like actually paying for like the website page. Um, do you really think it's like you you advocate for for this? I mean, I want you to have it um, because there might be someone with a, with a similar name. Someone might take it. I want you to have the option. Yeah. Uh, and and that goes for honestly most social any social media platform. You want to make sure you have claim to your name. Again, so much of you know bragging better and PR philosophy is about controlling the narrative of your work and controlling the narrative around your name. And so you at least want to be sure you have the option to use it or not. And if so if your if your domain name is taken, it's not the end of the world. You can consider using a middle initial. You consider a hyphen. You know, I wouldn't get too crazy. You know, sometimes it's it's fun when people do like first name, last name was taken.com. Um, <laughs> you know, but but just at least look at that. Yeah. And I know that's something that you've you've talked about before is is really like your online presence because especially like when we talk about like career or I mean like you you do like a lot of freelance work, so do I. And so if somebody is is, you know, maybe questioning working with you, that's usually the first place that they go is Googling. Yeah. I'd love I mean, to hear I'd so, love to hear just some of your tips maybe on like how to maybe increase your online presence and 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 yeah. do that. I mean, it's really, you know, we're still in a pandemic. Uh, it's a two-dimensional 
landscape, you can't get in front of someone's face. You physically cannot. And so all you have to rely on right now is your online presence. And if that is not where it needs to be, it's a great place to start. Um, You know, hopefully on the other side of this, things will look a little bit different, but COVID for sure has transformed and will transform the future of work. There will be so much more that is remote um, and online. And we've discovered all these ways to get together that don't require travel. And, And so in that case, you know, I wrote an extra free chapter on how to brag better from home and online because my book came out during COVID and I didn't have time to write it in nor, you know, frankly what I wanted to because it's changing every second. But um, it's on the Brag Better website, which which will be linked. But that's a free PDF on on how to start thinking about that as the world changes. And it's something you have to you have to do now because we are in a time where someone can only judge what's online about you. And that's that's hard. Yeah. I actually... I'm going to link that in, in show notes so anybody can read it. But I actually was checking that out earlier. And you mentioned the story of how you you had a potential client that you were going to meet with. And like you couldn't find... You couldn't figure out what this person did. And you almost like didn't even take the meeting. Can you just tell this story? Because I was yeah, like... Yeah. Ah. There have been a couple instances of that where someone has emailed me and they're not bragging properly, which means they don't have information in their email signature. They have barely any online presence. I, I, it could have just been spam. And there have been a couple of times when that has happened. And it's, it's the, this one in particular, I, it was sort of a loose tie referral, someone I barely knew. And I was like, is this spam? Like, is this just spam? And this could be the difference between someone who is just total spam and what was actually the case, which was that it was like an insanely accomplished person. And I was like, what? I mean, I'm glad you found me, but like, what are you doing? Like it's, it's that had the highest, was in some of the biggest rooms and had some of the highest accolades and it was just nowhere. And, um, you know, I'm a smaller scale, but like if you're trying to get certain meetings or you're trying to get funding or get on panels, they have nothing to look at. And they're just going to think that you're no one. Mm. And I don't want people to think that I'm saying that you have to be somebody to get in certain places and to brag better. You do not. Some of the best brags and strongest shares I've seen have actually been from the most junior people. And I always am talking to like college students who are nervous about internships. Like I don't have this experience. And I like to remind them that the older people are terrified of the younger people that although they have the experience, these young people like are newer and fresher and ready to work harder and have experience and you know they're young and shiny. So everybody's freaked out on both ends. But also you have leadership things you've done in college and high school and those will inform the way you work and they're still, you know, things you can be proud of. Okay, not to brag, but I've gotten really good in bed recently. Like I'm sleeping like never before. Thanks to Helix. Guys, if you're looking to upgrade your mattress game, it is time to try a Helix mattress. Awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine, Helix offers a sleep quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. 
They have several different models to choose from, like soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot, and even a Helix Plus mattress for our plus-size folks out there. My fiance and I each have different sleep styles, so when we took the quiz, we got matched with the Midnight Luxe style, and it is the perfect balance for us. Like I usually toss around all night, and Brandon is a back sleeper, but we both are so cozy on our Helix. I've had a lot of friends move recently and I'm always quick to tell them about Helix. It's affordable, it's convenient, it ships right to your door. They even have a 10-year warranty and you can try it out for 100 nights completely risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't absolutely love it, but I have a feeling that you will. As a partner of this podcast, Helix is exclusively offering our listeners up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows at helixsleep.com slash big kid. So take advantage. Again, just head to helixsleep.com slash big kid and start getting a better night's sleep today. For, for somebody who may be relating to that, like I really when you when you mentioned like that client who you know had done a lot of cool shit and you couldn't really like find it like because I, I I relate to that personally like I'm like I've done a lot of different stuff but it's all kind of all over the place <laughs> and you mentioned it in the beginning of this interview too like you've done you have you have your hands in so many different cookie jars it's kind of hard to I think put it together in such like a nice tight package that has people like understand who you are like where for that person. Where did you have them start? Like, what are a couple of things that you would have that that client in particular do immediately so that they increase their visibility? Yeah. So the number one, everybody who comes to me has one of five problems. They have no profile. So they don't have anything out there. They're switching industries. So they're known for one thing, but they want to, you know, change that narrative. Um, they have reputational confusion, which means that one thing they've done really overshadows everything else. And that's not actually who they are. Then there's crisis, which I don't really deal with put your foot in your mouth, did something bad and that's all over the internet. Um, and then the fifth, which is the most common, which is that you do too many different things so you're not known for any one thing. And it's it's sort of an unfair thing to level, but it's true in, in that we are all multi-hyphenates now. Like that's just sort of the way the new world and economy works. I, it doesn't need to be in a pretty package yet. Just put it all in one place. Like at least put it all in one website, you know, and say, here are the different things I do and just write them out so that you at least just have one link. The point is you want someone to be able to say yes to you as fast as possible. And you need to make it really, really easy for them. People are stressed. Attention spans are very short. You want to... Ha- and this is true in PR. This is you know, one of the main things that brag better is like you, if someone can't figure out who you are and what you do and what you're about in 30 seconds, they're going to move on to someone who's better packaged, who's probably less qualified and less interesting and less cool, but they've just put it in a nicer box to hand someone. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. It's easier. It's for them. easier. It's easier. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, I'm talking about very outward facing here, but I mean, it's about effective, effective, strategic, fast communication of your work. Yeah. And um, I know you, I, I know you've mentioned before, but there's like a couple of things that you can even, I want people to like walk away from this interview and be like, here are a couple of things that I can do today to yeah. 
to help like me, you know, help mm-hmm. help make myself more visible, help make myself into a better package. So I'd love to hear some of those things. Like I know you mentioned the buying the domain name, which is, I mean, I think I, I was giving it a little shit earlier, but it is, it is actually a very smart thing to do and just to have your yourself just easy to find online. Um, you mentioned the email signature um, a couple of times. So what do you mean by that? Like, what do you want to see in somebody's email signature? Yeah, so let's do a couple of things. One, buying the domain of your name and thinking about a personal website. Two, Uh, In that vein, checking around social media platforms you may or may not use, making sure you... I don't care what your handles are, but I care that they match. So if... I mean, I don't want you to have like too goofy of one, but at least make it consistent. Um, Because what breaks through with messaging is repetition and consistency. Email signature. Does it have your phone number in case someone decides they would prefer to talk to you on the phone? So a lot of bigger cheeses or certain people would rather just call you. And sometimes it's a lot faster and more effective. Do you have a link to your personal site? If not, do you have a link to your LinkedIn? If not, do you have a link to your bio on your company website? Please do not put your email address in your email signature. People still do this, but you're emailing me from that email. And so I don't need your email address. And at least put something there, you know, and and have something preset. Be careful. Think about your mobile signature. You know, there is the scent from my iPhone, which frankly, I think I probably need to look at and, and have it be better organized because um, it looks sloppy. And it it's, it's not even that it looks sloppy. It's just you're missing a shot. Mm-hmm. You're missing an opportunity. And someone might only open your emails once, which mm-hmm. is probably what's going to happen. Um, and then let's open that Google Doc or wherever you write things down and put it in your calendar for 15 minutes every two weeks to write down your wins. Um, And if you're having trouble, email some colleagues and friends and ask them some things, you know, brag about qualities or things you've done because often we also don't value things we're really good at. So if a friend said like, oh, I can't believe you had the balls to just call this person. I'm like, well, yeah, that's like all I do. You know, there are lots of things that people admire about you that one, you might not know or recognize about yourself. So just do those today. And there are lots more in the Brag Better book and online and the varying places I've written. Um, But that's a place to start. Yeah, that's a great place to start. I actually went to a conference not that long ago. And... um this girl, I think she was, she was like a CEO and she was talking about like one of the things that she does that really, really helps her just feel productive is like at the end of her to-do list. And I do this now. I've totally stolen this. At the end of her, she has like a running to-do list for her week. And then at the end of her to-do list, she has a space where she writes down her wins throughout the week. So like she might have to, she might not be doing this throughout the whole, like every day, but you know, at the end of the week, she kind of looks back and says, okay, what are the few things that I'm proud of and she like writes them down and I've started doing this and it sounds like such like a trite little thing but like I start to look back and I'm like oh actually I did do a lot of shit last week you know like sometimes I'll go through a whole week of work and just feel really unaccomplished because like nothing huge happened but I feel like keeping track of those small wins not only you know helps you to potentially brag better, but also just makes you feel better as a human. Well, I mean, I would say 90% of bragging better is being proud of your work yourself, Mm. Um, which is the hardest part. It's not that hard to figure out how to package it and pitch it and write about it. What's hard is the feeling it. And I work on that every day is to be proud of the work that I've done. Like that's where the work is, is like feeling good about yourself and your work um, and the things you've done. 
yeah. and just being happy about them for yourself. Uh, that I think is the real work. Yeah, I love that. So you have like an open document where you keep a bunch of your your wins in there. How about after a year, like 2020? Like I know for me, <laughs> like my, my document for this for 2020 is going to be a lot smaller. I feel like I accomplished so much less. Uh, does it matter? Does it matter in terms of time frame? Like you want to keep this running list go throughout your whole career? Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing to do so that when you have to write your, if you're doing a self-review for work, like, well, what the hell did I do this year? Earlier in in COVID, I think I was like, okay, here's the situation. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to brag online. And then a lot of it shifted to like, just get through the day. Um, It certainly doesn't matter that your accomplishments in 2020 were, you know, shorter because most of them included just like staying alive. Yeah. Relatable. (laughs) So, so I think that, you know, there's a lot to say about a system in which, in which we exist where everything is on pause except for work and we are expected to work at our normal pace without proper assistance and infrastructure that supports the workforce. Um, But this is not a podcast about capitalism. So, (laughs) you know, that's pretty messed up. And, And this idea of soft goals or even just like, I paid my rent on time for all of 2020. Like that's, you know, that's really real. Um, And and that is just as important. And as I said, like brags are irrespective of a level of seniority, but also irrespective of size. What's interesting too is when you communicate, let's say irrespective of size, like I paid my rent on time all of 2020. Anyone can relate to that. And they're like, yeah, like, you know, okay. You know, if you're like, oh, I got some giant award, it it doesn't really make people feel close to you. Um, and they might not know what it is. It might be in your industry. It's like, oh, that, that's cool. It doesn't really tell me anything about you though. So it's something to think about. Yeah. Where are you, where are you highlighting these brags? Like, are you putting it out on social media or is this something that you you save for private conversations with people? Well, it depends. It totally depends. I mean, I post all of my media or things I'm particularly proud of with book or with my work is what a lot of it tends to be. But the pillars of bragging better are to be proud, loud, and strategic. The latter is, I mean, the latter. The last is the one I just want to highlight, which is that this is a means to an end. I'm not trying to create more noise. Nobody's just doing this for shits. Like it's not, that's not what this is for. It's, stating facts about your work strategically and cohesively to advance your career. So am I going to save brags that my boss needs to see so I can get a raise? Am I going to save brags so I can make sure I'm sharing them with my social media audience so they know to click on my stuff and swipe up on my podcast so I get more ads and and you know bigger rev share and so on and so forth. Um, you know, it's for goals. Um, sometimes some of it is for you, but uh, a lot of it is for the whole point is that it's to advance your career. Yeah. No matter where you are. Right. I'd say for like myself, because like I work for myself, it's probably a little bit different for somebody who, you know, works for a boss and wants to make sure that their accomplishments are being, are are known to their boss. I think there's something you wrote um, about like one option you could do, like if you, if you are working for a boss is like put together like a weekly email where you send them your like the things that you accomplished that week. I thought that was I thought that was so interesting. And like I feel like when I was working in the corporate world, I was always doing my job, but the perception of me, you know, maybe they're like, "Oh, Sarah is walking in, you know, with her iced coffee for the third time this week." Like 
it wasn't always known like what I was accomplishing. So I loved like actually putting it in writing and hand and like delivering it to the person who you want to see it. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows what you've done until you tell them. Because yeah. nobody cares. Like hmm. we're all selfish beings, you know, walking around our own heads thinking everyone can see our thoughts and our wins and our losses. You have to communicate your work to other people because they won't actively seek it out, especially in a time where also if you're at home, like you cannot drop by your boss's office. You cannot go to a networking session. You have to tell people. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they straight up won't know. They're not going to seek out that information, uh, really. And what you're asking of them, the whole point is you want the, the other person, the gatekeeper of whatever it is you want to be able to say yes and also do minimal work. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So so you have to just communicate your work. It is important. Yeah. And, and I just that's love that wrapped up t- in bragging, but it's, you know, I have to use that word, but you have to state those facts because again, we're also sort of in an emergency situation where people have a lot going on. You don't know if someone has an issue with childcare or a partner being sick. Like it's, it's a mess. Yeah. Um, so nobody has time for for anything. Keeping track but, of somebody else's yeah. wins. Yeah, exactly. I just loved that little tip and it was something that I wish I, I did like when I worked for somebody. But back to the point too about the whole social media thing. Like I know I do this on my, my personal. I sometimes have to force myself. Like I'm like, okay, I, I spoke at a panel. This is something that I want to share because I want it out there. Like I want you know, like you were saying before, like somebody in my audience could be like, oh, I'm hosting a panel. Like maybe I'll ask Sarah to be on it. Like I, these are just things that I want to be known. So I, even though I feel really, really uncomfortable sometimes, like I make it a point to force myself to do those posts sometimes on social media. And I think there is a right way and a wrong way. I don't know if you sometimes, if you have anything to maybe share about that, like maybe the wrong I mean, way yeah, on social media. Cut, do not say self-promotion alert. I hate to brag, but shameless plug brag alert. I did a thing. Cut them out entirely. It's going to feel really uncomfortable, but just start the sentence after that phrase because you're shooting yourself in the foot. And the panel thing, it's like, well, you don't have to post it, but would you like to be on another panel? Mm -hmm. Do people know that they can book you to speak? Do people know that you are a public speaker? And if you care about people knowing those things, you should post about it because they will not know. Like, oh, I just thought she ran an Instagram. Didn't know she spoke. Maybe... I should hire her to speak at my company's conference. And then you speak at that conference and they're like, hey, you know, do you want speaker representation? That's the whole point is you want to propel your career forward. That's what this is. It's a necessary thing to propel your career forward. Yeah. I like, I want to kind of run with this example a little bit. So that's like one way to, you know, obviously make something you've done visual is adding it to your own personal social media channel. And I know we've we've also talked about having your own personal website, but what else can you do to push that out there into the world so that more people could find it? Like if you do something really cool like that, like speak like on a panel, panel or so, like write so, a book or something. Okay, yeah. Know. Yeah, I mean, I really have to live the ethos. So Brag Better is everywhere, but I will obviously also plug it at the end. So this panel, Instagram, both your big kid problems and your personal you might be like, oh, but my big problems is like this one and whatever. But it has half a million followers. So are you going to be dumb or not? You know, it's like, it's, (laughs) yeah, I'm really catching you there. So so that's something to think about. Uh, Other social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Is it on your 
personal website? Is it maybe on your LinkedIn that you are a speaker and the way you describe yourself? Is it in your bio that you're a speaker and the way you describe yourself? Do you have a newsletter and is a link to that panel in there and say, I, you can book me to speak. And that's just off the top of my head, but there are a million, a million places you can do that. But that's just where I would start with it. Yeah, I think that's that's great advice. Okay, we've been we've we've obviously been talking about, you know, bragging about like certain accomplishments and things like this, but I also want to get even back to basics because this is one that my I get called out on all the time for friends who know me, but even just like when you're meeting people for the first time. Let's not like we're talking about like things that we've accomplished, but if you're just meeting somebody for the first time and you have to answer that question, "Oh, what do you do for work?" I feel like this is an opportunity to really brag about ourselves like in a, in a way to at least let them know like the things that we're doing and sometimes pe- people can botch it. Like I'm telling you right now, I, this is a conversation my fiance and I have had so many times like we'll be going out to like a networking thing or a dinner or something like that where we know we're going to meet new people and he's always like, "Okay, Sarah, don't say what I know you're going to say," which is when anybody asks me what I do for work, I'm like, "I'm an internet comedian." And that's it. Like, that's the only thing I say. And he's like, you literally, he's like, you could say so many other things. But I would love to hear maybe your take on maybe like your personal elevator pitch or how you would suggest uh, introducing yourself to somebody for the first time in a, in a brag better way. Yeah. So there are opportunities all around you to promote yourself. And a lot of this is about seeing it as such and thinking about strategy. So before you go to that networking session, what do you want out of it? Who, you know, I I used to make the mistake of like, you know, putting my business card near anyone that was new. And now I understand much more that if I go to a networking session, I'm like, okay, I want to make one solid connection, maybe three. But what do I want out of these people and who are these people? So that's really important because that's going to shift the pitch. If you're meeting someone who could be a potential brand partner for your Instagram, you can say, you know, I I brand myself as an internet comedian, but what that means is I run a page called Big Kid Problems. We have half a million followers and I talk about everything from X and Y and Z and I have a popular podcast. And, you know, you could say, you know, I don't know if you are partnering at all with, with Instagram brands, but you know, it's something we should talk about. Like that's how I would phrase that if that's who that is. If it's someone who... like, It depends on the person and you need to take a second and think about it and Mm -hmm. try it out. But I'm always introducing myself slightly differently depending on who I'm introducing myself to. Because it's like, well, what's it to them? What's something that will relate me to them? And also, you know, it sounds so conniving, but you're also... I mean, it's an opportunity. You know what you just reminded me of, actually? This is something... um... Because I, when I used to work in sales, this is something my boss had us do is we had to have like an actual like elevator pitch. Like if we were meeting somebody, we have to say like, this is, my name is so-and-so and this is what I do. And we had to practice it. Like you just said practice. And that's such like a an underrated thing as I think like people can maybe in their head, you know, have a general idea of what they want to say, but actually saying it out loud several times and practicing it makes such a world of difference. Well, and you but, should be. That's, that's. I mean, I sound this slick and great about it because I've pitched myself, my work, my clients, my book for like 10 years. And I'm able to traverse situations because like I'm in the business of this, but you should be practicing it any chance you can get. And, you know, it, it gets refined and refined and refined and refined. And sometimes I'm doing it differently. And I'm like, oh, that word I use, I hadn't used that word before. Okay, I'm going to use that. You know, you you iterate on it. It's a skill. 
that you have to practice a skill. Yeah. You know, if in case this helps anybody else, this is something I used to do um, when I was doing stand up, and I had to memorize my jokes because, like, I'm not used to memorizing and saying my jokes out loud. I usually write them. What I would do is I would um, I would voice note. I would like record them on my phone. So I would have to say it. I would have to say them over and over again. And I could hear... Then I, when I would listen it back, I, I could hear the way that I was saying it and the way that I was delivering it. Because I think delivery is probably a big piece of this too. It's not just even what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. Well, yeah. But you know what? You're going to fuck it up. And then, <laughs> you know, nobody will laugh or someone won't want to do business with you or whatever. But like... That's the only way you figure it out is, yeah. is by getting that practice. And you can ask people to practice with you and friends or coworkers or, you know, even to yourself. It's really important to do. You have to practice it. Okay. This is great. I mean, I think this is really, really helpful for anybody um, who may struggle with this or may want to do this a little bit better in their lives. I think there's always room for improvement. I want to make sure that we have you pimp yourself out so where people can find more of you. Yes. So I am Meredith Feynman, the author of the book, Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. Brag Better is available wherever you get books. Uh, Books can be expensive. If you want to request it from your local library, it comes in Kindle form, audiobook I narrated in a closet in quarantine. You know, consider buying from independent bookstores. The Brag Better website, brag-better.com, has a list of Black-owned independent bookstores that are carrying the book which I ask that you consider. Uh, you can, can find me anywhere, MeredithFeynman.com. I'm on social platforms at Meredith Feynman. I'm most active on Instagram. I love the memes. Um, and you know you can reach out to me for speaking or training and you can reach out to me to be a client. Awesome. That was a great elevator pitch. Thank you. <laughs> Meredith, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. All right, that is a wrap on our episode, but don't turn this off just yet. Meredith and I actually have a little giveaway for you. To win a copy of Brag Better, just head over to Instagram and like my post about this episode and share a brag in the comments. Like, Tell us something you're proud of, something you've accomplished, and tag a friend to enter. We'll be giving away three copies this week. And if you missed the giveaway, I'll also be including uh, her book, Brag Better, in the Big Kid Problems Amazon list for easy access. It's linked in show notes. And also linked in show notes is the Big Kid Problems Facebook group if you'd like to hang out and chat more about this episode in there. As always, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Uh, there are a lot of podcasts out there, so I really appreciate you spending your time with me. And since there are so many podcasts out there, I really can't express how important it is for reviews. So if you wouldn't mind, if you have an extra couple of seconds as we're wrapping this episode up, just leave a little review for this show. It takes two seconds and it makes such a difference. All right. So I'm going to wrap this up. Enjoy your week, count your accomplishments, and I will see you back here next week for a brand new episode. Until then, I'll see you next Tuesday.